My name is Stephen. I'm the pastor. We love Jesus. We love people. And it's great to be together and to open the Word of God together. There are Bibles on the back table if you don't have one. But if you'll please open your Bible with me to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. We've been looking at a series in, on grace so far. Can somebody define grace for me? Oh, sorry. Turn to your neighbor and say, hello. God is with you. <laughs> okay, now say to your neighbor, it's okay to answer questions. If you get it wrong, you will not fail the course. It's okay. Everything is okay. Also, Bleckers, can you introduce your, your guest with us? Do you mind? Hi, Amanda. Welcome. Awesome. Welcome. Amanda, you are very brave. Not, not to live with the Bleckers. I don't mean that. You're very brave to jump on a plane and go across the world. I, we're praying for a great year for you. Lord, we pray for Amanda in Jesus' name for an awesome year and that she would know your peace. Amen. Hey, it's going to be awesome. Do you like America so far? Yeah. You were here, I understand, as a, when you were really little, right? I was here um, when I was seven. Awesome. That's fantastic. Where English is amazing. Well done. Way to go. Welcome. This is great. Okay, Galatians chapter 5. Let's read together, starting at verse 16. Galatians chapter 5, 16. As, before we read this, this is from the Apostle Paul. He's writing to the church in Galatia. And the church there has gone through some weird things. They sprung up with a lot of excitement and vigor, and they're going great, and things are really successful, and people are doing well. Lots of people getting saved. They're holding to the gospel. They're doing a great job. And then these teachers came through who taught them other things. And basically what they taught them was that in order to be a good Christian, you needed to be a really good Jew because Christianity came out of the, the Jews. And so they were told, yeah, yeah, all that stuff that Paul's told you is good, but really if you look back here in the back to, to Moses and all the things that he says, if you don't follow all that stuff perfectly, then really God's not going to love you. And so in doing so, they also, these are now Gentile people, and Gentile people you know, had never heard of a lot of this stuff. And the Jewish people, the sign of this was circumcision. So um, don't Google that, but ask a friend <laughs> what that is you don't know. And so uh, this was the sign of the covenant. So they were telling all these Gentile people, you need to be circumcised in order to be a real Christian. And so Paul is coming in and he even tells them, he has strong language. He says, you foolish Galatians, who told you this stuff? Why did you believe all these things that was different than when you found Christ and you knew him? You were brought into freedom in Christ to know him and serve him and experience his love and his grace and his holiness and moral rightness. And now you're trying to adhere that to this set of things that you think is going to make God love you more, and it's not true. That's what he's telling them in summation. So we're going to read here in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 16. Here's what it says. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing things that you want to do. But you are led by the spirit. You are not under law. 
if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. Okay, raise your hand if you've been doing sorcery. No, I'm just kidding. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy. Basically, if you've been on social media. <laughs> Drunkenness, orgies, and the things of the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Praise the Lord for his word. You know, this list of immoral things, it's kind of easy to check some of them off in our life, isn't it? So we start going through, like, nope, sorcery, I haven't done that. Okay, I'm pretty pure, that's good. Um, sensuality, I feel like I'm doing all right. Enmity, I don't feel like I'm, like, pitted against other people. Strife, okay, maybe jealousy here and there. Some people have new cars, that's fine. Uh, fits of anger, uh, in a righteous way, usually. You know, if I get angry, it's usually because something's, you know, somebody needed it. You know, let's be honest. Rivalries. Do you hate the Cubs? <laughs> Dissensions. Hmm, okay, sometimes, maybe divisions. I mean, there's good workers and bad workers, let's be honest, in my company. So, yeah, I guess there's divisions. Envy, okay, I'm not drunk very much. Orgies, no, okay. All right, things are like, all right, so basically I'm like, I get passing grade, right? Probably I'm passing. I'm at least getting a C. I feel like I'm doing pretty good. The fruit of the Spirit, though, love. Okay, so now we've got two tallies, don't we? Don't do this. Live in this. But one is stuff you do. The other is stuff you are. The fruit of the Spirit, what's produced out of you by the Holy Spirit in you, it looks like love, joy, peace. Peace exuding out of me. Hmm. Patience. Got to work on that one. Kindness. I am pretty kind. Goodness. I feel, feel like I'm good. Faithfulness. I'm faithful to Cardinals. <laughs> Gents, you know I'm not, my dad is the big Cardinals fan. I'm probably, probably more of a hockey fan than I am. A, I'm really sports. I don't know. Anyway, praise the Lord. <clears throat> Gentleness, self-control against such things there are no law. Remember, the discussion that's happening here is you have to follow the law. Do this stuff. And now Paul's reversing, on, reversing that list on them and saying, be this. And then you are following the law. Against such things there is no law, if you are this. And really, it's a list of God's character. If you want to know how to have a great school year, how to have a great classroom, how to have great kids, how to have a great marriage, be this. If you are loving patient, kind to your spouse, self-controlled to not say the things that pop in your head. Marriage is going to be pretty good. Right? Why is that? It's because it's the character of God that comes out of us by the Holy Spirit who indwells us. We're going to watch a video right now. And on this video, 
I want you to take note of, not just the song, it's kind of a sad song. Um, I, like, I love music videos. They're, they're fun. So watch the video, enjoy it, and then we're gonna talk about it in a second.
Daddy's daddy was taking him fishing when he was eight years old. I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> it's a sad song, isn't it? This is country music. A lot of them are sad. It's, it's great. There's hope for our nation. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right, so what's, what's the song? It's a great song, isn't it? Tim McGraw, it's an old song. It's a good one. He's, yeah, Christian. So what's the guy doing? He's sacrificing for the one. Yes, who of us wouldn't pray something like that, right? For somebody you love. It is, yeah. And that's one of the reasons it pulls at your heart so much is because Christ gave himself for us. It's amazing. Here's something, I like this song, and it's a great song, and it's going to be stuck in your head all day in the next two days. <laughs> and it's worth it because it's a good song, right? And they don't tell us if she's okay. Right. Man, come on. Yeah. Looked okay? Oh. Well done. You saved me. I was gonna be I was gonna be upset all day. I didn't see I didn't catch it. Well done. Oh man. Awesome. Yeah, new. That's awesome. All right, you're dismissed. God bless you. <laughs> That's great. Victory. Praise the Lord. The Lord's faithful, isn't he? Praise God. Okay, here's something I want to point out to you, though. Um, this is great, and it's good. I want to point out to you this in a negative way, but it's bear with me here, okay? When we get in emotional, difficult moments, and Facebook will block out that video because we don't have the rights to it, so everybody right now who's watching is like, what's happening? Because they don't, their algorithm will just not let anything play for, during that song because we don't own the rights to it if you watch. So if you're catching up, the song's sad, from the very start, here's Johnny coming with his dad. And his relationship with his dad is good. They're going fishing together. It's intimate. It's good. It's a great relationship. And the dad's going to bring the neighbor girl. Maybe the dad sees something. He knows. He's going to, let's, let's make sure this is a friendship early. That's good. Like, he's got good taste or whatever. So he's going to bring the neighbor girl along. And what does Johnny do? He doesn't want her to come. And so what does he do? Yeah, he has a debate with his dad. He negotiates. And now his wife is in the hospital. Baby's fine. Mom is fading fast. And his default is to negotiate with God. Take me. Don't take her. Take me. And it's beautiful because it reminds us of Christ. The problem is he's not Christ. And I'm bringing this up for us because it's beautiful. It's good. It's ingrained in our culture, actually in a great way. This is a great part of American country culture, of this self-sacrifice thing. It's why the greatest generation, World War II, they went to go save people. They're, you know, it's why we hold up our, our armed forces as people who are, who are sacrificing for those around the world and all this kind of stuff. That's a very American ideal. And it's a big thing, and it's good. That's a good thing. But what we just read here from Paul is not to come to God in the do list of if I do these things, you'll love me more. But instead to come to God in the be list that because you have indwelled me by your spirit, now I am this. 
and love comes out of me. That's a big difference. And our default, mine too, when the emotions are high and things are difficult, is usually to negotiate with God. But Lord, I did this. But Lord, why are you letting this happen when I did all these things? I didn't do the sorcery. I didn't do the envy. I didn't do the enmity. I wasn't jealous. I wasn't in orgies. I wasn't sexually immoral. I did all the right things, and now you let this happen to me? Lord, show yourself just. What are you doing? And we're negotiating with him. But something that we need to get through our minds and through our hearts is that God's love and His grace upon us has been lavished to us in Jesus Christ. Because God took you when you had no bargaining power. When you were an enemy of God and a traitor before Him, and your punishment deserved was death, God said, this will be my child. And instead, He sent His Son to die in your place to make you fully His to adopt you into his family. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ died taking the wrath of sin, the wrath of our punishment that's due us for our disobedience to God on the cross. He died for us. And he rose again to life, defeating sin and death. You know, the Bible talks about the first martyr ever. Do you remember his name? Stephen. Stephen was a deacon. And so he's, man, deacons. Important. He's important. He's not just giving food out to widows. That's what the deacons were doing. He's also preaching, teaching. He raises somebody from the dead at one point. Stephen's a big deal. Stephen's doing massive, amazing things. And the Jews get a hold of him and start asking him things. And they're angry with him for the things that he's doing and saying. And he's proclaiming Christ. And so what do they do to Stephen? They stone him. So you're beat to death by stones that are flung against you. It's a terrible, it's awful, isn't it? And so he's being stoned. As he's being stoned, what happens? Do you remember what he sees? He looks up to heaven. He sees the heavens open, and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And what does he say? Forgive them. They know not what they do. Who's that sound like? Jesus. Sounds like Jesus. Be. He's not... In those moments when the rocks are coming down, whatever's in you is going to come out. And isn't it interesting that it wasn't, I, did the, I fed the widows. I, I, where are you, God? I did everything right. He suddenly, he looks, he sounds like Jesus. And the rocks come, and he dies. He's the first martyr. And Jesus is standing at the throne. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus... Fully God, fully man, died for us, rose again. He ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. He's ruling and reigning over all things. And he chooses at this moment to stand to his feet. Why do you think he would do that? Because Stephen is his. Stephen is his. And Jesus, the Bible tells us, is ever interceding for us. He's our great advocate. He's like our lawyer before God. And the first now, Christian, the first one who's in his covenant is going to come home to him. And so what does God do? God, Jesus, stands up to receive him. Did you know that you have a lawyer in heaven, an older brother, God himself, Jesus Christ, the only one 
the Son of God. He is forever the second person of the Trinity. He became a man on your behalf, never to take off that flesh. He will always be a fully man, fully God for you. And he stands to be your advocate because you belong to him. And we have this default idea that if we do the right list, if our ledger is more on the good side than the bad side, God's going to love us more. But I'm telling you now, God's love for you is so complete. It's lavished in Jesus, who is the one who guarantees our salvation, who receives us, who pulls us to himself, and who even stands to receive Stephen. Because Stephen is coming to the court of God, and his advocate is already ready. He's mine, Lord. He's mine. There's no trial because he's in. He's ready, beloved by God. And so are you. You have been made a son and a daughter, a joint heir with Christ. You are in him if you believe in Jesus because God took you and united you to the son that his righteousness would come on you so that when God looks on you, he doesn't see the traitor enemy anymore. He sees his child. That's good news. Ready? Even if the list doesn't measure up. Even if. And here's the good news. He also has indwelled you by his spirit that you would be for him. What is that list? Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is your birthright now as an adopted son. Filled with his spirit that you would sound like Jesus everywhere you go. How do we conquer the world for God? How do we change Afghanistan? How do we bring hope to Haiti? How do we, what do we do? Be like Jesus. Stephen did it by helping widows. And it cost him his life. The reality is this message will cost you your life. And I don't mean in martyrdom. I mean you have to give up the control that you want to have to negotiate with God. Instead of saying, I did it. I Look how worthy I am. Instead, we have to say, Lord, I am unworthy. But because of you, I give up my life to gain it. Forgive me. Make me yours. I want to be your beloved. And now if you are in him, flip a switch in your mind to stop negotiating with God and instead just to be his. This is radically what grace looks like. Did you know that the church in Galatia was so blessed by this? It seemed so good that it was almost too good to be true. So that when somebody came by and said, no, 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 just cut off a part of your body. Just do this list and you'll be blessed. It was almost more appealing because it's in us to, I want to do it my way. I want to know. I want to have it. I want to, I want to control that. But instead, Paul brings them back to the gospel, which is, it's only Jesus. It's only him. And I'm telling you this, his never-ending grace, his never-ending love, his never-ending peace is better. Is better than anything that we can conjure up. And now... And this is salvation I'm talking about. And now once we're saved and filled with this Holy Spirit, everything we do has the spring in our step of joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness comes out of us, not from us, but from him. And our lives do look better, don't they? Because we're not doing the orgies. We're not doing the sorcery. We're not 
giving the enmity. We're the ones who are helping people in the office. Have you ever done that? Have you ever had somebody who's, who's unsure of your motives because you're too kind? Too kind. I, I have. Isn't it hilarious? You're like, listen, I'm legitimately trying to help you with your flat tire. I'm not going to rob you. I'm just, I lit, I'm going to help you. Mm, okay. I'm not, I'm not an Uber driver. I'm not going to charge you. It's okay. But people, you know, people are more happy, happier, to sit on the side of the highway and wait for AAA to come. Because they don't want to, first of all, interact with strangers, because that's weird. Because that's, that's happening now in, in our culture. But beyond that, too, I don't want to owe somebody. I don't want to, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if that's safe. I don't know if that's okay. Do you remember growing up and you'd like borrow a cup of sugar from a neighbor's house? People don't do that anymore. Some of us do. But people don't do that in general anymore. Because you can't trust the sugar. You can't trust the neighbor. You can't trust that it's okay. You can't trust COVID. You can't trust anything. You can't trust. Listen, we need to trust the Lord. Because this way that we're living is affecting our community. It doesn't look like love and peace, does it? Walk into Whole Foods today or Deerberg's. Maybe Aldi, because that place is kind of holy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Walk into the grocery store and just interact with people. It's like... They're terrified to interact with you. They're not sure of your motives. They don't, like, why are you walking? Social distance, what are you doing? You know, and I'm not saying be unwise with COVID. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying also, this thing has come into our culture now where it's really this list of do's that makes us better. And we determine who are the better people. It's not the gospel. The gospel is giving ourselves completely to the Lord being filled with this Holy Spirit, living for him, and then out of us exudes his life, his righteousness, his peace, his joy. It's the kingdom. Our homes look like the kingdom. Our families look like the kingdom. Our works like, look like the kingdom. Everything we do just looks like the kingdom of God. And it's just life to everyone around us. It really is. Why? Because it's, it's him. The gospel is not a proposition. It's not an idea. It's not a philosophy. It's a person. His name is Jesus. Give yourself to him completely. If you have found that you have been negotiating with God based on what you think he wants to hear, it's time to drop to your knees, kind of like Johnny. But instead of trying to say, I'll do all this, say, Lord, you've done all this. You sent your son. You died for me. You rose again. You claimed me. You clothed me in righteousness. You made me yours. You filled me with your Holy Spirit. You are leading me. You are putting my feet in a solid place. You, O oh God, are my heart's desire. I have nothing apart from you. And so as I pray to you now, I say, Lord, I receive all that you've done. It's life-changing. Then when you come to him, come to him knowing you are beloved. If you've sinned, and you know right now the Holy Spirit's convicting you, and it's like a hammer pounding on your conscience, that you have done something and you know I messed up. Don't come as the employee trying to keep your job. Come as the son or daughter saying, Father, forgive me based on what you've said, because you're good. And live in the beloved, but repent. If you know you haven't done anything for Jesus, and you're just sort of, Hoping to get blessed and walking along. It doesn't matter. Be who he's called you to be. 
Open your eyes to say, Lord, you have put this in me. Let these things come out of me. And I'm telling you right now, if you pray that prayer, Lord, I want to do and follow. I want to do what you say and follow you. If you pray just that, the Holy Spirit will unrelentingly, unrelentingly, be careful if you pray this. I'm not joking. Unrelentingly, he will change you to look like Jesus. That's his job. And so you're going to say a lie in a story that fish was this big. And all of a sudden, you'll feel, the Holy Spirit's like, excuse me? Fish was that big. And then you're driving home from telling that story. And the Holy Spirit, why did you do that? Why did you feel like you needed to say that? What were you trying to prove? Who are you trying to prove things to? Your mind. Stop doing that. Your mind. Truth comes out of you. You're not loving them by building yourself up. What are you doing? I'm enough for you. I'm enough for you. Let me remind you who you are. You're my son. That's, that's the gospel. But it's not, stupid, do better next time. It's not that. It's filled with him that he comes out of us. Because you are his beloved. How incredible. How incredible. And then we get to work, and boy, there's nothing better than leading somebody to Jesus. There's nothing better than seeing people helped. There's nothing better than seeing God restore relationships. There's nothing better than seeing death turned into life. Because that's what Jesus does. And it's so good, isn't it? So what can you do today for him? What can you do today? What sin do you need to repent of? What area in your life are you trying to run from him because you want to have control? Just give it up and be his. Who can you talk about to tell them about Jesus? Who can you say, I want you to know him? Who can you serve to demonstrate what it's like to be in him? And all those things that are coming to your mind right now, that's the Holy Spirit. Because I am not a good enough preacher to make you think thoughts. So if something's coming to your mind right now, if a person popped in your head, I need to talk to Uncle Jimmy. You need to talk to Uncle Jimmy from the Lord. If something's popping in your head right now of something you need to repent of, right now, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I need you. He's faithful and just. If you confess your sins to him, he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness because of what Jesus did. Because he's our life. He's our hope. He's the eternal sacrifice for us. Isn't it good to know Jesus? We're going to pray right now. I want you to stand. As I pray for you, I want you to think about those three areas. And if there's anything that's come to mind, if there's anything that seems so overwhelming that you don't know if you can do it alone, I'm telling you, you're not alone because the Holy Spirit's in you, first of all. But also, he's knit you to a body that we might stand together. It's not like being in Deerberg's where no one's going to talk to you and they block their cart so you can't get through. That's not the church. You know how that happens sometimes. We're going to stand together. If you feel overwhelmed, I just, I, I need the Lord. Come up here. I'll pray with you. We're going to stand together. We're going to see through these things because God is so good. If you don't know Jesus like this, Maybe you've been in church your whole life and you've heard the gospel a hundred times, but really you're just trying to follow this list instead of actually knowing him. Let today be the day where you bow the knee to him and know what it means to be his son or his daughter. It's so good.
because he's so good. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for everyone here, everyone listening online. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your grace abound to us. Father, fill our hearts and our minds with your love, with your grace, with your peace. Lord, let your gospel build us afresh that we might see you through the eyes of revelation, that we might bow the knee to you and know you and serve you well. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit who has indwelled us. Thank you that you have given us power through you that we might be all that you've called us to be. Lord, we confess it's easy for us to default to negotiation. Forgive us, Lord. Show us and train us by your Holy Spirit how to walk your way in the midst of being your son, your daughter. Lord, for everyone here, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless us. Be blessed knowing the call of the Father. Be blessed knowing the righteousness and the peace of the Son. And be blessed knowing the application of the power of God in your life to be like Jesus through the Holy Spirit, who is unrelenting, and he will have his day. Be blessed. Have a great day. God bless you all.